Now, before we hop into this episode, I need to address all the folks out there who are saying it's rough out here in these dating streets. If you're tired of dating and feeling like there's a shortage of quality options, I get it. The struggle's real. That's why I'm excited to get you hip to Carpe Diem, the ultimate game changer for successful, accomplished black singles. Say goodbye to swiping. Carpe Diem is not your average dating app. They take exclusivity to a whole new level with a meticulous vetting process, including a thorough background check. Why? Because they believe in offering you a dating experience that comes with peace of mind. No more settling for less. It's time to elevate your dating game. To see for yourself, you can head to CarpeDMDating.com and use the code RelationshipRestored to get a free matchmaker consultation to kickstart your journey to finding genuine connections. Yep, you heard me. Your personal matchmaker is just a click away. So no more excuses and no more complaints about the dating scene being too rough. We cracked the code for you. Seize the opportunity at CarpeDMDating.com. That's C-A-R-P-E-D-M-Dating.com and claim your free matchmaker consultation. Your path to meaningful connections starts now. Don't just date, date with a purpose. Carpe Diem, where relationships are restored. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hey guys, welcome back to our real scenario. In a real scenario. Whoa, whoa, whoa. In a real scenario. Hey, shout out to all our real lovers out there. <laughs> Hi guys. You feeling real 50 years of hip hop, you know, bucket hat. I feel okay, who earrings, a little, <laughs> little gold chain, you know what I'm saying? Happy birthday to hip hop. Um, I actually met somebody and I did not shout her out last episode. Same. Yes, we 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 be forgetting we that sometimes. That. Erica Janelle, so nice meeting you. Um, I saw her at the proper whiskey event a couple weeks ago, and um, it was so so good meeting you. So thank you for connecting. And she might do our intro song all shucks, all so shucks, i'm excited we might have a song so her name was erica janelle shout out erica and i think that i'm so sorry and you know who you are and i apologize if i forgot your name because it was at lost society when mm-hmm. i met her mm-hmm. um and it was her friend's birthday and they were like so nice and so cool i believe her name was erica as well wow erica or Aaron? okay okay Hey, 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 ladies. Right. Yes. Thank you guys so much for the support. We love when you come up to us and tell us like how much you enjoy the show. Keeps us going. Puts that battery in our back. Absolutely. To, you know, have us recharged and ready to go every time we record. So we appreciate that. Hey, y'all. And speaking of real lovers, I want to read a review. My Uh, favorite part of the show. Um, C. Bree. Yes. Is that what you say? C.B. Reyes is what C. I'm B. thinking. Reyes. Okay. Yeah. C.B. Reyes. Yes. Okay. I see why you saw the Brie, though. Yeah. Yes. I mean, Brie, that's, that's your baby. That's my baby. You yeah. Know, it just sticks out. <laughs> it sticks out. <laughs> um, real talk is what she said. Or he. Yeah. Don't know. Uh, I love that you guys give out honest advice and have relationship stories. Keep up the good work. Thank you so much. Thank Sort you. and sweet. C.B. Reyes. Point. Fighting the bugs in here. Bow, yeah. bow. 
Um, no, we appreciate it. Shout out to our real lovers. Um, make sure if you want to support us that you subscribe, write reviews, but also right. whatever you are listening to podcasts, if you just click that follow button on the podcast app, that means right so much to us. So please do that. We appreciate you. Yes. Oh man, he wants you bad. Right. He wants you bad, or she. she maybe it's a she. Maybe it's a woman. Yeah. Okay. I think I'm she's. Good. I think she's gone. All right. All right. Um. Yes, we appreciate y'all. Share, share, share. Don't forget that part too. Please. Share. All right, so our real life love scenario. Mm-hmm. I saw this on um, the Breakfast Club. Okay, look, a few weeks back, um, DJ Envy and Charlemagne the God had um, Iman and what well, Iman? I think is I can't remember. I don't know exactly how it's pronounced. See the Iman. Or, is that the dude Emmanuel Hudson? Is that yes? Okay, okay so it's Emmanuel. I think that's okay. Emmanuel. Sorry, Emmanuel and uh, Philip were on the show as guests, and this topic came up about is liking people's pictures on social media a form of cheating and Charlemagne and Envy were both like yeah it's just embarrassing like it's embarrassing to do that especially if it's like a sec like specifically sexy pictures yeah. of other women swimsuits provocative photos they just feel like it's a form of embarrassment and disrespect Emmanuel and Philip were like Nah, like we'll fully get it. Now I did watch the full clip. I yes. watched that full thing on on uh, the because the clip on Instagram didn't have their full responses. Yeah, it's funny because once Envy and Charlemagne flipped it and was like, "So what if you kept seeing your girl's name under pictures of a guy with no shirt on, with with the gray sweats vibes?" doing all of that like how would you feel and they both said that they wouldn't like it yeah. so they said they understood but they don't necessarily think it's cheating yeah so i wanted to talk about it and see what you thought uh so i think it's kind of multi-layered mm-hmm. i think that whatever you do you don't want to embarrass your partner yeah. right that's number one mm-hmm. and i think because let's say dj envy and Charlemagne are public figures mm-hmm. um and you know they're well known especially in the black community that them doing that could possibly embarrass their spouse yeah. because we live in a world to where a like could end up on a blog or like a like could end up in a tweet and go viral. Mm-hmm. And then that has you, you know, you looking crazy and yeah. your relationship looking crazy. So I can understand, but in normal circumstances, I don't think that it's like a, once you do it, it's wrong type mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And I don't even think it's cheating number one, but I think it's, I have two different thoughts. So I feel like it's not like if you physically cheat with somebody and it's like, oh, you physically cheated, that's wrong. I think if you saw it once, it's like, oh, okay. But if you, it's like a repetitive, seeing it all the time, then it's kind of mm-hmm. like, yeah, what's going on here? Yeah. And it reminds me of that, like that uh, Fresh Prince line where Will said, I, uh, no, Lorenz Tate said it, I think. Or he's, t- no, Will said it. Okay. And then Lorenz Tate stole it when he was trying to get it, Ashley. Okay. The, I noticed you noticing me. And I want to put you on notice that I notice you too. Okay. That's what I feel like that is. Like if you, why are you liking them pictures? It's like, you don't have to like it. You could look at it, feel like it's dope. Think mm-hmm. the person's attractive. You can like it in your actually mind. Having to double tap. Yes. If you're in a relationship and then you see it and then you double tap, that could be something like, yo, I'm just letting you know, I notice. Yeah. I notice it, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and I'm letting you know that I notice it. I noticed that you noticed that it. you, yeah. So yeah. it's like, I, I don't, if it happens once or twice or something like that, then that's just, oh, that was dope. It could be for a lot of different reasons. 
But if it's a repetitive thing, then I think it's cause for concern. But then it also still cannot mean anything. Yeah. Right. It could also just mean like, hey, I like the picture. Mm -hmm. There are people in relationships who watch porn. Does that mean that they don't love their person or that they go out and physically cheat and do all these different things? No, it doesn't mean that. Yeah. Just they like that. Or like you said, the mental part of it is just like, I like what I see. Yeah. Um. So I don't think it's like a huge cause for alarm and definitely not cheating, but yeah. it's something that you should, you know, watch out for. Cause it could be an indicator of other things. things. Yes. Um, the repetitive thing really stood out for me because I, I told you about this guy I was dating before where like, no matter whose page I was on, because you know, it used to be the thing with Instagram. Remember it used to show you yeah. had the activity tab. Uh-huh. So it showed you everything the people you were following was doing. Yeah. They got rid of that. And so many people were so happy about yes. that. Yes. But now the, the new form of that is essentially if they're shared people, their names pop up first in the likes. For sure. So I can see if Dre liked something more often than not, because I follow Dre. So this guy, like we followed each other on Instagram and like, no matter what woman's page I came across, she could have been a celebrity. She could have been a woman that I just know socially. He was always in the likes and sometimes even worse, he was in the comments with like hard eyes and his tongue wagging and he would say like, I love you or you're so beautiful. And like, he would say, I love you on like Rihanna's page yeah. or Beyonce's page or, um, you know, some video vixen, super sexy, provocative woman. And I would just be like, dog, like, it's just, it's too much. Yeah. Like, it's just too, I see your name everywhere. And the same things he would put under my pictures, he was putting it under everybody's pictures. And I know that we try to say like social media shouldn't have, an impact on your relationship. But the reality is social media is now a big part of our lives. Yeah. At least ma- majority of younger people, it's a part of our lives. So it's hard to make it seem like people's behaviors over there won't have an impact on your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm with you. I don't like inherently feel like it's a bad thing because yes, the purpose of these apps is in fact to like things that you see. But I think there should be some care and concern for how much you engage with people's photos, especially or people's content, especially now with the algorithm. Yeah. Because the more you tap it, the more you like it, the more things like that pop up. So if you are a guy or you're my guy and you like a lot of physically beautiful women, maybe they're models, maybe they're whatever. Now that's what you're going to see even more of. And it's like, okay, you know, like I get it. I'm not saying you don't have eyes. Of course you find other people attractive just like me, but you don't have to like it. You don't have to double tap it. You can just see it, like it and keep moving. Um, You made a really good point that Charlemagne and Envy, a part of it is because they're public figures. But another thing that they talked about was that they both have embarrassed their wives publicly with their cheating behaviors. Like they both have been publicly exposed for cheating on their spouses and they have recovered from that. Mm -hmm. So I think they also come with certain things that they feel like it's just best that I avoid that. It's just best that I stay away from that type of stuff. I will say when I have a man, um, it's not that I don't see other men, but for the most part, my eyes are very much for him. And so while I can see a good looking guy on Instagram and naturally I just probably won't like to post Yeah, like famous, not famous. It doesn't matter. I, I see he's good looking, but it don't need to say Ronnie cakes under all these men's pictures. I, yeah. don't, I don't need that. No, I agree. Um, and I get that perspective. I just, I also think there's something you had to take into account to where 
there's always something to be said or a moment to note when somebody puts thought into action. Mm hmm. Right. It's like we all have thoughts, but we are talking about how people say mean things on post. Or, mm-hmm. And I think that works in reverse for you to actually take your thought and actually put an action behind it to make it pretty much real life. Because mm-hmm. if it's in your head, it's in your head. Nobody yeah. knows about it. Mm-hmm. But for you to actually express it out into the world and for the world to see, then there that's that's, a, that's something to take note of. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So, you know, not cheating, but. Definitely something to tread lightly. Yeah, tread lightly. Tread lightly. And it's like, I don't know. I can get in some situations. Let's say your man's a photographer and he Mm -hmm. just likes how, like, you know, uh, something came out or like Mm -hmm. the lighting or like the actual composition of an image. And it may not necessarily even be about that person. Like things like that can happen. I've seen pictures that I feel like are dope that are women and it might be like more artistic. And I'm like, yo, that's just a dope picture dope like, picture yeah like how the picture is but if you see like you said my name every single picture of somebody then it's like you really like this well, okay <laughs> okay yeah, it's a lot yes. nah. yeah turn it down a little bit please but i don't even pay attention that heavy on social media honestly yeah. you know how much it would have to happen like you say in your situation yeah I how saw much it, all it would time. have to happen for you to even like antenna to go up for you to be like what's going on here yeah i don't even think people be looking that deep no, it's only because it just keeps, keeps popping, popping up. up. Yeah. That's it. All right. Well, let's jump into our real love scenario this let's week. We hear from Ashley. She hey, says, Ashley. Ash. Hey, Rhonda and Dre. I love the show and I appreciate the conversations this platform generates. I'm 28 years old with a four year old daughter, and after enough situationships, I've decided I'm ready to date with intent. I've given myself small steps towards a healthy dating appetite to try. However, at times I can be an overthinker. And with this new approach to dating, sometimes I find myself second guessing the person I'm getting to know. I've been talking to a guy I met out networking for an event for the past two months. He's 36, works full time, has side hustles, and is also a father. We've gone on a couple dates and have been intimate over the course of getting to know each other. However, there has been a couple of times where we've made plans or are talking and I don't hear from him, either the next day or several hours later. On our first date, he did say he would like to be in a serious relationship. The times we have been together, he has been very intimate and affectionate, which I love, but past situationships have made it difficult for me to miss for me not to misinterpret this type of interaction as a guy just doing what feels good, if that makes sense. He recently moved and changed his phone number, which could be coincidental. However, I can't help but feel like there's something wrong. I jokingly asked him if he was on the run from something, and his reply was everything new. Is it unreasonable to want or even ask someone you're in the early stages of dating to be transparent? I like this guy. However, I want to know if he's dating with intention like I am or and I haven't had the chance to ask him if he's dealing with anyone else. My village for advice doesn't have the healthiest experiences with dating and I've been encouraged to just go with the flow until a different direction is required. I do plan to go to therapy soon to unpack more of my underlying issues. However, I am human and I can admit that I appreciate good company and going on dates. Could this be a case of Ashley overthinking or are there better questions to be asking this person to avoid another pointless situationship? Well, Ashley, thank you. Thank you, Ashley. For writing in. Yeah, we appreciate it. We appreciate it. Where do you want to start with this, Rhonda? 
Um, you know, I love a good conversation about dating today. <laughs> I just jump at the opportunity to talk about it. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> but I do think there are, you know, I understand. I understand where she's coming from. I really do with the concept of overthinking when mm. trying to date. So I think maybe just talking about the mindset of singleness and dating and how to be out here doing that with intention and all of those things that we like to buzzword and say. Well, you're currently in that uh, realm. Yeah. Why, what, what, what would your advice be and what what mindset should you have when you're entering into this space in 2023 or whenever you're listening to this maybe there's some people in 2037 still listening <laughs> to this show that's so. right um <laughs> you know i do think that the biggest piece of advice that i give myself and i try to give other people about mindset when you're dating is to just to go with the flow the, the exact advice that she says somebody in her life gave her um i think when you are dating with intention like meaning your intention is a serious relationship that's what you're out here dating for not for yeah. casual things um i think that's great right but that's your intention and you can't project that or you can't push that onto other people all you can do is be open to number one meeting new people being optimistic to listen and learn and then to determine over time if what they want is also what you want. And to me, all of that just simply means kind of going with the flow. That's not just taking your hands off the wheel and you have no clue where you're going, but it's also not overdriving, like overcorrecting the steering. Have you ever seen somebody like overdrive the car mm -hmm. and you're like, I feel like we're going to get in an accident. Yeah. It's almost the same as if somebody didn't have their hands on the wheel. Mm -hmm. Too much correction or not enough correction can both result in accidents. And so for me, I have just, just not put too much pressure on anything too soon. Just relax and give everyone a clean slate and try not to bring things from my past into what I'm doing with this new person. Yeah. So yeah, that that would be that's the mindset that I do I go into it with today. Yeah. And sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, I don't change a, my mindset though. That's a part of the 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 game of dating. Mm -hmm. Or a part of the dating experience, I should say. Yeah. And I, I agree with you. And I think that one thing that you had mentioned and I'll harp on that is this before you enter into any space, especially dating, you should set whatever your standard is going to be. Like, what do you want out of this experience? Yeah. Um, because if you go into something not knowing what you want, you'll kind of just go with the flow too much mm -hmm. and you'll get caught up in what's going on. So if you know what you want, if you're looking for something more casual, then you know, all right, this is what I'm looking for. Or if you're looking for something more serious, then you know, okay, this is what I'm looking for. So if somebody doesn't meet those standards, mm -hmm. then you know that maybe it's time to move on. But sometimes you might be in a sense to where you're like, I'm looking for something serious, but if I find something that I like, then I'm okay with kind of just exploring it and seeing where it goes, even if it may not seem like it's a serious thing. Yeah. And it's just coming to a realization that that's where you are mm -hmm. and being okay with that versus like trying to turn somebody who ain't serious into something serious. Yes. And it's like, you want something serious, but they showing you they don't want anything serious, but you're trying to make them want that. Want that. And it's yeah. like, that's never going to work. Mm -mm. So It's never going to work. And I think it it is a great deal of overthinking happening in the dating space today. Um, in part, just because people are very leery about getting hurt. Like Damona talked about that on her episode, where mm -hmm. a big part of why she... 
um, wouldn't necessarily be faithful or why she would be in relationships with people that she wasn't head over heels in love with was really a protection mechanism. It was so that if I'm not super duper in love with this person or if I always have a person waiting in the wing, this person can't really hurt me because nobody likes that feeling. You don't like the feeling of getting close to someone, getting to know someone, being physically intimate with them. And then a few months later or a couple years later, it all goes to hell because you feel like you wasted time, right? So I really do get why sometimes we overthink because we're really trying to decode and determine if this is really my person. And so we overwork the situation. We we overthink, but then we overask. We don't just sometimes pay attention to behaviors. We ask 999 million questions. We are all thankfully having much easier access to therapy and books about mental health, podcasts about mental health and relationship dynamics. We are filling our minds with so much data about dating and relationships and love to the point, and then whatever you're doing with your therapist too, then now you're like over therapizing dating to the point where now it's contrived and you can't even just have fun because you're yeah. like, is he love bombing me? Is this a narcissist? Is this person that it's like everything starts to turn into a psychological robotic experience in dating because we're all trying to catch a person not doing the right thing instead of just again sometimes just got relax a little bit yeah i think it's that that's kind of the experience now in this new generation yes i feel like before it was all right i will overthink somebody who's not being consistent or somebody who's not showing up the way they needed to show up mm-hmm and the whole goal is to gain clarity but if somebody's clearly into me and wants to be with me then i'm fine with that yeah but i feel like now it's like if somebody's clearly into me and wants to be with me now i'm over it's clear that they're into me but I'm, now i'm still overthinking the person like, that's well, are they me. really like, are they being honest like is this real yes. or is this possible i don't know he, he likes me too much and mm-hmm. he's too Mm-hmm. right of it's, a guy and yeah. too like straightforward and committed like like he's always available to call <laughs> me and take me out on dates it's just like wow he keeps bringing flowers like oh i think i'm being love bomb doc you know it's just oh i get it but i don't and i i i just remember a time here i go sounding like an old lady and also somebody said this jackie jackiana said this oh she's calling out names and i i no, because i fully agree with her okay she said recently because i'm gonna shut it down i let it slide a few episodes back auntie yeah she said no she said y'all don't call me auntie like i don't like it and they'll be honest (laughs) all the way like it i do have nieces and nephews but don't call me auntie not yet i'll mm. let you know when i can do that <laughs> but i don't i was saying all that to say i feel like i'm about to sound a little old okay. because you know people say i remember a time mm-hmm. that make you feel like you older but i do i remember a time not just when i was an older teenager and i was dating like 15 to 18 but like my early 20s were like sometimes it just was fun and it was cute and it was sweet and it was like 
everybody wasn't in therapy and everybody had not read all of these books and and watched all of these videos or listened to all of these podcasts, which again, these are great things. It's, it's awesome that we have these resources, but we also have to be really careful to not allow it to just fully consume us where we're getting away from just that human to human ability to connect and just like talk about things that are fun and light sometimes. Yes, you got to get down to the meat of who this person truly is. But sometimes we're putting the cart before the horse. Like we're, we're jumping to figure out if you want marriage and you don't even know if like he'd like football yeah, or like seafood. <laughs> I agree with you. And that's, that's, that's something that is, that's just a life lesson in general. And that's one thing I learned when it came to studying successful people and especially like successful athletes. And I encourage everybody to watch interviews, read books, because although you can't have conversations with people mm -hmm. when they do these interviews, that's essentially what that is. It's a conversation. It's a conversation. They're conversation. answering questions. They, excuse me. They're giving advice. And I've learned that from athletes um, and a lot of successful people is that they don't focus on the goal. They set a goal for what they ultimately want, but they don't focus on the goal. Mm -hmm. They focus on setting up processes to reach that goal. Mm -hmm. And then they just go through the process mm -hmm. so that you're not focused on the goal. Cause if you're focused on the goal, you'll try, start to take shortcuts or try to speed up the process to get to the goal because that's yeah. ultimately what you're focused on 100% all mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. But if you put together a process and you just focus on working through the process and the when you put together a process, the plan is for that process to lead you to the goal. Yeah. But every day, focus on the process, focus on the process. And if you mm -hmm. focus on the process, then the hope is that once you make it through the process, it leads to the goal. Yeah. So I said, the same is like when you're dating, don't, if you want to get married, don't enter into every date. Like I want to get married because then you'll try to start to either try to speed up that process or put somebody off by answering, asking something too early or mm -hmm. all these different things. But when you go into dating and you know, you want to marry somebody, you know, there are yeah. certain things that you want to receive from that person. Mm -hmm. You know, there are certain levels that you have to reach, you know, there are certain experiences that you have to have. So just go through a process, set up a process to where you're like, you know, I want to learn X, Y, and Z about this person. I mm -hmm. want to see if I can just have fun and go out and like, what is it like to just go on a walk? Can we just hold, have conversation with yeah. each other and just enjoy each other's presence? Mm -hmm. Um, I want somebody who's active. Let me, let's go hiking or let's like, just do things that's like just learning somebody yeah. and understanding who somebody is versus like, how do I turn this person into a husband or into a wife? It's like, let me just go through my process of getting to know somebody. Yes. And through that process of getting to know somebody, I will know if as I'm moving through the process, if that's a person that I should be looking Even to marry considering, or yeah. considering to marry. Mm -hmm. But if as soon as you meet somebody, you're always thinking marriage first, like you could lose the, the, the process, process yeah and just try to speed through it or ignore things or not pay attention to things because you're just so focused on wanting to be married that's right I, I agree and it's like I know I've said this before that sometimes in the dating process we do waste a lot of time on frivolous conversations versus getting to the meat of it but time is certainly relative right it's a construct and we all for the most part function within it but when I say don't waste time, I mean, again, to what Dre just said, processes, processes, processes. 
yes, upfront, do I want to know kind of your landscaping of dating, like why you're dating, you know, because I do want to know that upfront. Yeah. But not like, do you want to marry me? Do I want to marry you? It's too soon to know that. But then you get to a point where you do get through a lot of that fun stuff and just getting to know the person. All I'm saying when I've said this previously about not wasting time or not getting certain conversations had before the commitment is that you don't even stop before engagement or marriage to get through the heavier conversations. I'm not saying that they don't have to happen. They have to happen, but not within the first 60 days, but also not after you've already said I do. There's a lot of time in between there to get some of these things determined. And to piggyback on what you said, some of this stuff will come in, in watching a person's behavior Everything is not going to be able to be learned by them telling you certain things or saying certain things or you asking, well, how would you handle this? Sometimes you have to actually see them in the situation so that you can see how they handle it. None of us fully know how we would handle something until we've been through it. We think we have an idea, but you don't know until you really know. So I've really just, even for me, I've had to have these pep talks with myself about dating sometimes that like, Yo, just just relax. You know what I mean? Like, yes, 39. I'll be 40 in a little bit. But that's okay, too. I've said this before. If I have to wait another 10 years, another 15 years, it's not my choice. I don't <laughs> want to have to do that. Okay? But if I have to for my forever person that is right, that I that where I'm not forcing it, where I'm yeah. not like, I want marriage, I want marriage. So I'm, I'm just focusing on the goal so much that I wind up being with a man that I'm going to have to divorce after waiting all this time. I will wait, baby. Like I will wait. I will wait for the, for the man that I will spend the rest of my life with. So it's like, just take your time and don't, don't, don't get so caught up in all the things or gotcha. That gotcha energy of, are you an alpha or a beta? Are you masculine or feminine? Dre, even on the dating profiles, I got to be having to tell you because you ain't out here so you don't see it. I see so many buzzwords now on people's profiles that are just created out of this new generation of dating that we're in. You know, I'm looking for where it says like, what are you looking for? I'm looking for a submissive woman that knows how to follow a man who's a strong leader that knows her place in 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 the household. And I'm just like, okay, you know, like that's interesting. It's like, okay, it's not that these things are necessarily bad what he's saying he wants, but I don't that just feels like a buzz statement. Yeah. It literally feels like something I've seen on Instagram or TikTok. A hundred times over. You don't want to be in a relationship where somebody's lecturing you on how you need to act and how you need to be and how you need to operate in a relationship. It's it's very interesting. That's what that is giving. Like, yo, this is how you need to act. And every moment you do something that they don't feel like is aligned with who they feel like you're supposed to be, you're going to hear from them. And I don't think that's right. Um, it's too much. It's too much. It really, it really is too much. I, and so, I, again, those pep talks, I have to be like, Rhonda, don't don't lock in on the negative. Find the positive, okay? Because there's somebody whose profile literally says, you know, I'm looking for my life partner, someone I can share my dreams with, someone that I can grow with. Yes, that man may very well mean that the woman that he would be with, he wants to be able to lead the yeah. situation, that it would be nice if she was cooperative or whatever the words are that people like to use today. He may also mean that. 
But the fact that he didn't lead with that, yeah, it just feels like what he's saying, it feels a lot more accomplishable. Like, yeah. if that's a word, like that can be accomplished more, a life partner that you can grow with. No, I completely agree. And one thing I always do, I even do this in business calls. And I tell people every time I open up something, when I'm pitching something or doing mm-hmm. something, um, when it comes to like trying to do, put together a deal or anything, I tell people it's like I've learned at my time in entertainment that just because two people are really good at something does not equal a happy marriage. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so everything is all about alignment here. Just because we may not move forward with you or you choose that, you know, it doesn't make sense. This opportunity doesn't make sense for you. Doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you or anything wrong with us. We're just not aligned on this. But there's right. possible time possibly time for us to find alignment in future opportunities or with other people. That's fine. Mm -hmm. And I think you need to take that same approach to marriage and and being in a long-term relationship. Just because somebody says, I am ready for something serious and you're being great, you're being attentive, you're showing that person that you're into them, you're being intimate and loving and you're checking up on them and Mm -hmm. doing all the things that you feel like you would want if you were in that situation. Doesn't mean that when they say they're looking for something serious, that you are the one that they want. Yeah. Like sometimes they'll, they'll say that and mean it, but it's just not you. It's not you. Or and that y'all haven't spent enough time together yet for them to determine if, if it's it you. you. It might be you, but you want me to answer that question after 30 days? I don't, what did we do for those 30 days? I don't know that I can answer that question in 30 days, even if we spent every dang old day together Mm -hmm. i just i may not know yet and all of our timelines move differently you know you don't know again you don't know a person until you really know them and even then we're all changing life experiences tend to shape and change who we are who our person i mean who are how our perspectives uh line up so yeah it's it's I think it's just sometimes we have really unrealistic expectations in addition to really unrealistic timelines. And then also you have to think that's that's the the thing that we struggle with the most is as people is that we have our own thoughts and then we feel the people that we interact with should share the same thoughts or that we have a definition of something and we assume that the people that we're dealing with have the same definition mm-hmm. of something. Yes. So it's like sometimes you may set a standard with somebody that you're dating and they not may not have the same viewpoint as you. Mm -hmm. So one, uh, one example of that is priorities. It's like, all right, two months in and being intimate where that person is on your priority list versus flip it where you are on their priority list may be something different. So after two months, I may feel like if I need a day, Mm -hmm. I'm not talking to nobody. I don't owe you a response back in 24 or 48 hours based off of two months. Yeah. Like that's just how I list my priorities, my job, my family, all these other things may be above you when I look at it, Mm -hmm. but because you are in a different place in a different situation in your life Mm -hmm. and maybe you value this relationship or what you feel like it could be higher than other things. You may feel like, Oh, if you don't text me in a day, is something wrong. You don't like me. And it's just like, Nah, we just have a different look or viewpoint of our priorities and where each of us are priorities in each and other each other's each lives. lives yeah. So me not responding back in a day doesn't mean anything to me, but to you, it means, it a means lot. everything because yeah. you prioritize this relationship much higher than what I have prioritized this relationship with the given amount of time. Yes. Especially if we haven't determined 
we're in a relationship right now. Mm-hmm. We're just getting to know each other. Yeah. Yes. I watched this um this guy. I cannot think of his exact like title, but I know his name is Spidey. He does these really cool videos, which I'm obsessed with on YouTube, where mm-hmm. he's a he's a um body language expert, like oh. uh, so he can totally read and tell he's um been he's had a show um I think on like Netflix and he has um participated in gosh what is it like court cases gotcha. where like uh someone is being used to determine if this person's testimony or this yeah. person's police interview if they were being deceitful he's so talented at it but he always talks about there is no true way to know like they all the little things we hear. If someone looks up to the left, I've heard for years that that means they're lying. He said that's not necessarily true. When you study this craft, you understand that everyone has a baseline. The baseline is what allows you to determine if they're being honest or dishonest, but that baseline is personal to them. Everybody's baseline is different. You have to take time to create a baseline. So in dating, if this person is consistently doing something, you know, y'all talk every day, let's say it goes from talking once or twice a week to now we talk every single day. And then you do that for two months. Well, there has been now a baseline established. Come the next 30 days, if that communication starts to slip back, now they're you're talking to them four times a week, now down to three times a week, where their baseline is starting to change. Yeah. And that might be worth a conversation. It might be worth a, hey, I just noticed that we talk less. You know, is everything okay? And not always assuming that someone is falling out of like with you. They may just be distracted with other things that are going on in their life. Like you said, they have other priorities. She mentioned that he has a full-time job and he also has side businesses or side hustles. She also mentioned that he was a dad. So what happens if in the baseline time that he was dealing with you, all those other things were going really well. Everything was running on a hundred. And then come that third month where you notice his baseline changing his kid got really sick Mm. or something happened with one of his side businesses. Maybe this month that he lost way more money than he normally does, or maybe he lost some team members. I don't know, you know what he does for a living or what his businesses are, but what if something in his life that you may not be privy to because y'all just aren't there yet. You don't live with him. It's not your spouse. What if something like that has happened where that is the reason for his baseline changing? It's worth a conversation. It doesn't necessarily mean that you overthink and jump to the conclusion that he's not liking you anymore. Now, if you ask the question and it's like, oh, no, I'm good. Like, I don't really owe you nothing. Again, this is a learning process. So if his response to that check in is something very much like, no, life's great. I just I just didn't reach out. I just didn't want to talk. Now it's on you to make a decision. Now it's on you to say, "Okay, his baseline is changing. I don't like how that feels. And he didn't present an answer that made me very comfortable. Perhaps this might not be the person for me. It's on you. It's not on you to change him. It's on you to make a decision about this new established behavior. Yeah. I think, like I said, it's how you interpret things, right? Because easily in that same situation, somebody could be like, we talk every day. Why would you think me one day not responding? Me, like in my head, it's like, we talk every day. Like Mm -hmm. it's no issue. It's just Mm -hmm. one day I didn't respond. Mm -hmm. And I thought with all this equity and time I built up showing you how consistent I was that, it wouldn't cause be a cause for worry, but it's different ways to look at it. Yeah. Um. And I think, like you said, expressing that in in a way that's you know truly respectful chill and, and chill cool. and not like 
it, where it, you been it's more like hey is everything okay i haven't heard from you i normally you we'll know, talk to hear you. From you after work or something like that mm-hmm. then you know that's an easy way to bring it up and yes. someone's like yeah things are good or maybe my phone had died or you i was know, tired. tired i just wasn't in the mood exactly yeah. just all these different things and you'll be able to understand that but i think that uh there's a few things that you have to consider i, I kind of think about it like you know i always go sports Sports Always. route, sports route. Yes. Um, but this is easy to understand because something like a layup is like a easy t- a term that everybody understands. That means I know what a layup is. That's something that's easy, high percentage shot. Mm-hmm. And I think people have to understand that sometimes. And I'm thinking in this situation, speaking to Ash, Ashley, mm-hmm. that that's something that she should consider is like how what road are you taking to make this relationship successful Mm -hmm. so i say that to say most relationships and people that i know that are married and happily married when they met their person and entered into a relationship with their person even in the beginning they were like it was clear that this person like wanted me Mm -hmm. um and they really wanted to be with me and the commitment was not an issue Mm -hmm. uh we had some other things we had to work on but i knew they were here for me 100 percent, right Mm -hmm. but i also know a lot of relationships that are with people who are married who it wasn't always like that it was more of a grind it was more like mm-hmm. a lot of things early on off again on again yes. off again on again mm-hmm. and then there came to a point to where there was like a realization that all right we're the right ones for each other and i would assume that there was a lot of maturity that happened during that time too mm-hmm. um but i say that to say and reference it back to sports is that the layup is the higher percentage shot and just understanding that if you continue to move back to the free throw line, the three point line, half court, mm-hmm. you can still make the shot. Yeah. But the probability and the odds start to change as you start to move away from the basket. Yes. And that happens in relationships. So you'll get into situations where, ah, oh, this person's being non responsive, this person's being like this, but then they show up a week later and they're changing mm-hmm. and, and they're now sweet and they're now loving and all these things. I'm not saying it can't work. I'm not saying you can't make the shot. Yeah. It's just when you are operating in environments like that, the probability mm-hmm. starts to go down and down and get lower and lower on if it actually could work out. Right. So a lot of times what you're determining is, is it worth the risk of mm-hmm. the low probability of this actually working yeah. out? Yeah. And it's a time versus like what's going on. Things like is the time that I would have to wait is putting in three years with a 15% probability of a relationship worth that risk. Right. And that's sometimes how you got to think about it. Like Mm -hmm. you got to think about some of these relationships sometimes like, yeah, it could work. Right. Possibly. Yeah. I'm not saying that I have seen, I haven't seen one situation to where it has happened. Yeah. But if we doing betting odds, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it isn't, it's not looking like most people end up working that type of situation, type of situation. out. Mm-hmm. So, and we talk about the exceptions, right? Like people will argue, they'll use the exception to argue a point. Yeah. When the rule is what the layup is, is usually the rule, right? How it tends to happen oftentimes is that it's clear Mm -hmm. it's very um easy to notice i'm not saying that you jumped into the relationship overnight but it's usually easy to notice when someone is being very intentional and making sure that you see that they're consistent make sure that they see your efforts are are true that they can be trusted and you can be trusted usually those things can be seen relatively easily um but (laughs) 
I'm with you. The exception is the exception though. So yes, you could have went through hell and high water with the person and it wound up working out. But please understand that those are the exceptions, which means those will happen way less often. Yeah. And and also, do you have the wherewithal to do that? Do you have the wherewithal to have gone through, you know, I can't stand a a, a little relationship shout out that comes with, We've been through so much through this relationship. You know, when people say that, I'm like, I always feel like, damn, you know, it's not that people don't go through things, but I feel like when you say it like that, it feels like you all had to really fight just to be together, just yeah. to get in a relationship. So much, like we said, putting thought to action, the fact that you said it, mm-hmm. I think it's implied that relationships go through things, of but course. the fact that you, you felt said like it, you had to say it. You were putting some emphasis on some things. Okay, we tell you we had to really. Only you knew. My back hurt just at the thought of it all. You know, all this, all this stuff I've been carrying with this relationship. You know, it just be like, oh, happy anniversary. You know, it just don't sound like like the thing that I would want to do. But yeah, and it's also just knowing what you are good with and what you're not good with. That's something that I'm so, I say this often on this show that I really look forward to being a wife, you know, one day I really look forward just to even being a girlfriend again, you know, because I feel so good about the person that I am. And I feel so good about the standards that I've created for myself that I don't feel shaken or moved when someone feels like the standard that I want in my partner is too much. I'm okay with that because everybody isn't going to meet my standard. And that's not who I want to spend my time with anyway. Just like I'm not going to meet everybody's standard, but I'm so comfortable with Rhonda today that I don't have to perform anymore. I don't have to shape shift and turn into a chameleon to acquiesce to the woman that you say you want. I'm okay with realizing that I might not be that girl for you and you may not be that guy for me. I'm not interested in, morphing and molding to the point that it makes me uncomfortable. You don't I'm, recognize who you are. Right. I am a rubber band all day. You know, I can be, you know, pulled and stretched and I can say, okay, I would, I like a tall man, right? Mm-hmm. That's relative. Cause tall is for me, a five, seven and a half woman tall for me is pretty much five, 10 and up. Mm-hmm. But my best friend who is six, two, she like tall men too. But her standard starts probably around six, three, six, four and up, you know, so neither one of us are necessarily wrong, but I'm so comfortable with my standards that I just don't have to change them. You know, I don't have to feel like, well, I'm never going to get a person. I've got to just because I know that my standards are, are realistic. I know that what I ask for, I can also provide. I know that I'm flexible to say he don't have to be six, nine. He could be 5'10". He could be 5'9". What is what is his heart like? What is his soul like? What is his relationship with God like? Yeah. How does he show up in his life for his friends and his family? Is he ambitious? And does he have vision for his life? I'm super clear that what I want is realistic. And I'm also super clear that what I bring to the table. And by the way, I'm one of those women that doesn't mind being asked that question. I would prefer for it to not be framed that way. Yeah. But we're both playing a process of elimination. So why would I feel offended by a potential partner asking me, like, tell me about yourself or what value do you think you bring into your future partner's life? That doesn't offend me. And I think that that's important to understand because you can, like I said, I don't want you to overthink it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you could tell a lot about somebody and their intentions by the questions they ask you. Because mm-hmm. I think all the time, to- a lot of times we 
judge people off of their answers to our questions. Yeah. And sometimes we don't pay attention to what they're asking us. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, If a man is in a relationship with you or dating you and he asks, he starts to ask you things about future. Mm -hmm. Where would you ultimately like want to live? Yeah. You know, how many kids do you want? Yeah. I was watching this for the dress, say yes to the dress thing with my sister and Mm -hmm. aunt and mom. And Mm -hmm. would you want like a mermaid style or a ball gown? Like, what do you like? You want a big wedding or you want a small small wedding? wedding. Like, Uh yeah, these questions, like, don't ignore that because yeah. if somebody's truly asking about the future and wants to know questions, do you know your ring size? Mm-hmm. Like, and that may be something early on, but it's just like a thought that may cross somebody's mind. And these things could be signals that, yo, like this person might be interested mm-hmm. in knowing these things because they're interested in the future with me. Yeah. Cause we've all been in situations to where we've had one-sided conversations, yes. right? To where we're yes. just asking somebody about themselves and then they you would never think, return sir the national the 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 natural thing is just to be like so oh, yeah how are you how's yeah. work for you yes and they just answer and it's just like so you like so okay uh, right. i was prepared to answer the it? question back but now i gotta come up with another no, question. question exactly and <laughs> yes. you know how those things feel and that tells you a lot and it makes you feel like that person has mm-hmm. no interest mm-hmm. in you yeah and they can answer the questions great that you ask them but pay attention to how they ask questions to you because if that they can, do it all if they do it all mm-hmm. because that can tell you a lot and like Rhonda said don't get offended sometimes somebody may not ask it in the right way but sometimes you think about like I wonder why they're asking that question yes like versus being like dang that was real straightforward mm-hmm. I was too early for that it's like mm-hmm. hmm, let me answer why you ask. and I think it might be even great dating like exercise to then ask them what, what where did that question stem from yeah you could be like that's a very interesting question like, i just want to know what's behind that like yeah why do you want to know that like yeah. that's a good question I'm just curious just curious to, to know what to know what that form of thinking or what getting that answer leads to or you know mm-hmm. it's that that can create deeper conversation yes. and a lot of times we talk about the person's why why are they doing this why are they doing this when you understand why they're asking questions that could tell you a lot more about who they are that's right and what they want exactly yeah their and, intentions yeah and, and we're not all perfect you know like no. none of us are all of us didn't have the same upbringings some of us haven't been exposed to certain things culturally Sometimes we just haven't been around the right circles or different circles of people to maybe challenge our thinking or show us a better way, show us a better way of presenting certain things. So, you know, there there has to be this fine line of like not being too critical sometimes of how people are. They just may not know any better. I was in a relationship where my partner was a lot older. He had seen and experienced a lot more life than me. So I was able to learn a lot of things from him that before that, I, didn't, I never needed to rise to that occasion. I never needed to understand where my silverware goes on the table when we're in certain restaurants where that actually matters. You know, I had to be exposed to that through someone else. He never made me feel like, oh, you so you so stupid or mm-hmm. you so uncultured. Like, you should know that. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes we are just, we don't give people any room for error. We never give them any space to be like, well, maybe they just don't know any better. And that's okay. It's not that bad of a thing that he didn't know how to perfectly ask the question. No, there, there's even times I had a situation at work recently to where I pronounced something wrong and it's like a regular word. It's a word I, I've heard before, but 
it's I don't come across it ever. Like yeah. all, anytime, like I think we've all had situations mm-hmm. like that where it's like, oh, mm-hmm. I didn't even know that's how you spelled that because I hear it, but I don't. In yeah. my normal conversation, the things I've been around, I just don't say it. Mm-hmm. And somebody could judge you and be like, yo, they stupid. They don't even know how to say X, Y, Z, or they don't know how to read. But it's like, you have to understand it's all about exposure. What somebody's exposed to yes. is the things that they'll understand, the things that they'll be around, and they'll have a better comprehension of it. But if somebody's not around something, yeah. it's not saying I don't have the ability to learn mm-hmm. and to receive and mm-hmm. start to comprehend those things. But if I just don't have the experience with it, then what do you expect? Yeah. As long <laughs> as I'm not being disrespectful, or cold or mean or callous you know one of the greatest compliments that I've received from um, a guy that I dated and we just weren't compatible so it didn't work out he said you know although things didn't work out between us I just really appreciate how you handled me I appreciate Mm -hmm. how you handled the situation like I even appreciate how you came to me and was like listen I've enjoyed getting to know you I appreciate the time that you share with me I don't take it lightly because you could have chose to spend your money on dates with somebody else you know Mm -hmm. you could have spent some of these times that we talked on the phone with someone else. I'm appreciative in that way of the time that I get with people, even if they are just for a season, even if they're just for a moment. But his compliment was like, yo, like, I appreciate that. Like, I think that's dope. Sometimes we feel like just because we aren't compatible, that that's cause for like butting heads. That's cause for like a fallout. No, it's not necessarily, it doesn't have to be that again, unless something bad happens. Sometimes it's just a, you know what? It's been four months or it's been three weeks, however long it is. And I just, it's not, we're not compatible, but I appreciate your time. You know, dating is all about having experiences with people. You really don't know. Yeah. Stop being angry at people for (laughs) not being like you. Yeah, that part. Like, stop being mad at people for not being like you, for not thinking like you, for not going about things like you, for not wanting what you want. Mm -hmm. That's not a crime, and nor did they do anything wrong. I see that with dating all the time. People get upset at somebody. How could you not? Or why don't you? And it's like, it's just, we have two different ways of thinking. That's it. That's it. It's nothing for us to be angry about each other about or angry at each other about. Don't need to talk anymore. We're not compatible. We're not compatible for a future or a relationship or maybe even a friendship because we have two different ways of looking at life. That's it. There's nothing wrong with that. It's not that. That is a word. Don't be angry. Stop getting angry at these people for not being like you. <laughs> like, Jesus. That, that would save us so much in this world. So about much. So Many much. Things. Okay? From racism to homophobia to fat phobia. It's so many. Why are y'all so mad at people that ain't like you? That ain't hurting you, harming you? You don't. Like, what's up, y'all? Let it go. You're you going to live longer because you're going to have less stress. Your heart going to be able to beat regular. Your veins or your arteries. Artery, that's not right. Is that right? Arteries in your body. Yeah, that is the right word. Okay, I thought I was pronouncing that wrong. Thank you, friend. <laughs> um, you're probably going to feel better about yourself if you would stop worrying or getting so angry about things that are just like, we're not compatible and it's okay. So I feel like with Ashley, yes, is she overthinking a little bit? Sure. I do think that perhaps there, um, I don't necessarily feel like there are a bunch of signs right now based on what she described that this guy doesn't necessarily like her or enjoy spending time with her. You know, that bringing that stuff from the past into the situation, like she said, he's very affectionate when they're together. He's very intimate when they're together. She's fearful because of past situations that that might just be manipulation. He just mm-hmm. doing it because that's just what makes him feel good. 
Is that possible? Sure, it's possible. But guess what? What else is also possible? That he means it. That that is real. That he's mm -hmm. being very authentic, very and he true. he really is affectionate, and he does really like you. Both things are possible. Sometimes you really have to tell your mind your thoughts that can be bad. Shut up. Hey, stop that. Don't do that. You bringing something from your past into this. You don't always know until you know. There is no like manual or sorcery that you can do to be like, he be kissing me every time he over here. Is he lying? He love to touch my leg all the time when we together. Is that real? Like you, you sometimes you just don't know, baby. Very true. He he it could be real, it could be fake. Let it play out so you can determine that. It's been two months. It's been 60 days and I get the fears because you don't want your heart broken. You don't want to spend time with people that don't want what you want. But that's a risk that comes with getting to the person that you're supposed to be with. As the, the fairy tale says, sometimes you had to kiss some frogs, you know, yeah, very to true. get to the prince. It just kind of is what it is. One thing they tell you when you upload YouTube videos and strategy, they say, how long should your video be? And it says the the answer is always as long as it needs to be. Mm. And I think that that's important with dating and the evaluation process. How long should I take as long as you need as, as long as it needs to be yeah. in order for you to evaluate? So it's like you don't want to get to a conclusion too soon because you're fearing wasting too much time, right? Because mm -hmm. then you'll rush to a conclusion too fast without yes. really knowing the person. But you don't want to take too long to where you're wasting all your time and drawing something out and hoping that somebody will be something that they're ultimately showing you they're not going to be somehow, some way. Yeah. So it's like you got to find that balance, and that's different for everybody. And I think that's important because I feel like in dating, you do need time for somebody to reveal who they truly are. Mm -hmm. Because in the beginning, everybody's happy, fun, it's exciting, super affectionate, super intimate. But all right, it takes some time. And historically, it's been around that three-month, four-month mark where mm -hmm. stuff starts to like unravel, get comfortable, mm -hmm. and you start to see how somebody truly behaves. So um, make sure you're giving the appropriate amount of time in your evaluation process. But then that mm -hmm. goes back to what I said about processes. It's just... Work your way through the process. Don't make him your husband mm -hmm. and hoping that he meets that standard. And now you're disappointed when he doesn't meet that standard. Just work through your process. This, this is just a man that you're getting to know. He's nothing more. He's nothing more. Nothing right more. Now. Somebody that you enjoy spending time with, mm -hmm. um, that you find attractive mm -hmm. and that you feel like you have great conversation with. That's all this man is. As Don't a, give yeah, him it, any right? more credence or any more any other step or any other place in your life than just that. Yeah. And then once you guys continue to have conversation and you guys continue to grow and he's shown, uh, you know, a level of respect and wanting to be with you and commitment and all mm -hmm. those things like that, then you can start to elevate him as he earns that position in your life. But don't, I feel like so many people get upset because they put somebody in a position that they have not deserved mm -hmm. and then mad when they don't meet that expectation for that position. And yeah. it's like, well, you kind of promoted you, them a little too early. Yeah, you kind of promoted <laughs> them a little too early. And mm -hmm. I think that was something that I was listening to. Either it was something I was reading or something I was watching or something I was listening to that uh, talked about why people become stagnant in positions in their career. Mm -hmm. And they say what happens is people get promoted to a position that they're unqualified for. Yeah. So people just continue to get promoted. They continue to get promoted because they're killing it in certain areas until they get to a place to where they only got there because 
they were killing it in the other things, but now this position they're not qualified for at this moment. Right. So they cannot no longer elevate because it's like, all right, we're not going to get rid of this person because they've done so much in this space, mm-hmm. but also they're not worth putting, to, you know, promoting to another level. Yeah. But I want to say with this, uh, scenario, mm-hmm. just be mindful. And I've said it before in this show, in this episode, even just be mindful of what you truly want. And what you're okay with, because you say that I have to admit, I appreciate good company and going on dates. And I find that's a place where people will just live in that mediocrity mm-hmm. of just having that attention yep. box checked, having that, having somebody they can be intimate with and have a good time with sexually checked. And that kind of becomes the bar and they just mm-hmm. kind of stay there. And it's like, well, this is cool. Do I want to try to find this with somebody new? Do I want to cut this off and have to go through this process again? And it's like all these things and you're like comfortable Mm -hmm. and you have to determine, is that what you want? And right. And you want that just, just that, just that, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of people that can give you just that, but it sounded to me that you probably want something Mm -hmm. greater. Yeah. Um, But you're kind of settling for you know, just that, or yeah. you're okay with selling for just that right now. Mm-hmm. And the issue with settling for that is sometimes you don't push the envelope of fear of losing that. Yes. You're like, I don't want to ask for more because if I do, then that could just mess all this up. And then I'm back at square one. So I ain't going to even push. Yeah. I'm just going to let this. Knowing that that doesn't make you feel good. No, it doesn't make you feel good. Right. Knowing you want more, but you're just kind of, mm-hmm. I'm just going to keep it here. Like, yeah, I don't want to push Yeah, that was such a great piece of advice about not, you know, promoting someone too quickly and really just seeing it for what it is and just trying to enjoy the process. It made me think about um, when I went on a trip with my friend Kiana, we went to Denver Mm. and a part of us going to Denver was that we were going to go to Vail one day and we were going to rent a car and we were going to drive up to Vail. Now, you can get to Vail from Denver in multiple ways. You don't have to drive. There's public transportation that could take you there. Um, You can, you know, charter something where there's multiple passengers on the bus or whatever to to go there. But we wanted to get, we wanted to rent a a vehicle and take it up because we wanted to enjoy the the drive. We wanted to enjoy one, just the one-on-one time in the car together, talking and all of that. But it was really so beautiful driving there. Like Mm -hmm. so many mountains. We had, we, we would drive through like really sunny stretches of Colorado. And then we would just drive into a snowstorm, which and sometimes it was a little scary, but it was also beautiful in part because we were doing it together. Together. Mm -hmm. But also just because man, um, you see a weather change like that on, on across two to three miles is kind of fascinating. So that journey is sometimes just as exciting as the destination we got to veil it was stunning it was beautiful the altitude was a mug though god the ears <laughs> popping and the um the inability to breathe really well like they have like oxygen stations yeah. all over the place because of that but it was lovely from start to finish like we enjoyed the whole entire process if we had just focused on getting the veil and veil is going to be beautiful. I, we, we shared driving, you know, on, on the ride up. Cause I think it was like almost a two hour drive. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could have just went to sleep, you know, but I would have missed all the beauty of that ride. So it just made me think about that, that sometimes the process is just as beautiful 
as the potential destination. Sometimes you're not going to get to that destination, but you enjoy so much about this process. You either learn things about yourself, you learn things about them, or you got a friend out of the situation, maybe even didn't work out romantically, but you and this person might have some business connections that you wind up being able to do together or flourish together. Stop being so obsessed with what the future is going to hold. You know, it's important to understand the intentions um, and to set them for yourself, but don't kill it by just focusing so very much on the end goal. It's you will overthink it and you will work yourself out of a decent situation because you're too contrived and you're just thinking about it too much. Um, like I said, I didn't get anything from what she described, you know, even with him like changing his number and all of that, could that be a bad thing? Could he really be running from something? Yes, it's possible. He also just might want everything new because he moved to a new city. Maybe he's maturing and he's leaving certain things behind. He's 36. We, you don't know what his 20s was like in in two months of knowing him. Maybe yeah. in his 20s, he was a wild boy. And he didn't had this number since he was 18. And it's a lot of people that have this phone number. It's a lot of people, women, that maybe he used to... That could be why. It's not enough to try to go through and just remember to block all these people if you don't want to talk to them anymore. You just maybe like, let me just get a fresh start. So if you want to look at these things with a negative lens prematurely, fine. But to me, that's the equivalent of psyching yourself out of a situation. It really could just be too many people had their phone number and I don't want it anymore. And that's like, it's totally okay. That's not necessarily a bad thing. People change their phone numbers. That's not, it's not a crime. Yeah. <laughs> it's also not a sign that he's sneaky and running from something. Could be, but again, 60 days, two months, that's all you're working with right now. Let the story play out, you know? And as soon as you see true signs of problems, that's when it's like, oh, okay. In this, in combination with that, in combination with that, all his baseline starts to change. Then it's like, all right, cool. Yeah. No, I'm out of here. Agree. That was That was great. I think that it's just important to understand that when you're feeling things in a relationship, everything isn't a switch. Mm -hmm. um, some things are more methodical and it's just like, uh, I don't know. It's, it's kind of like gets the ball rolling. It's mm -hmm. not like, uh, all right, I see this happening. This is what it is. Now let me pivot. Yeah. Right. It's when you feel a feeling of being, um, not being communicated well with, or uh, let's say having a lack of attention. You feel like somebody's giving you a lack of attention in a relationship. Mm -hmm. That isn't a thing that just happens. One thing happens and then you be like, oh, I feel like I'm not getting attention in this relationship. It has been methodical and things have happened. Pattern. The pattern of mm -hmm. things that have happened. So when you get that initial feeling, don't take that all the time as a switch and this is what this means and it's time to go. Yeah. It's just kind of that first thing that gets the ball rolling for you to be like okay now I'm starting to track this mm -hmm. because I got this initial feeling feel like it's happened a few times now I'm starting to create this thing to where I'm tracking it now yeah so oh okay then it happened again okay mm -hmm. then again. another three weeks it's happening again mm -hmm. okay so then now when you get to that point to where you're ready to make that decision of like I'm about to leave or stay you've had things that have built up and a track record of what has happened it's kind of almost either good like, or bad yeah good or bad it's mm -hmm. kind of like if you've tipped a bottle over and it's just like pouring it's like once it reaches the top then you could be like oh, okay like 
this is I'm done now. I'm yeah, done. Yeah. But yeah. You know, when you initially feel that feeling, that doesn't always mean it's time to leave. It's just putting you on notice like, okay, I see what's going on. Let me just watch this area. And we deal with that in relationships all the time where we see things that happen and we start to monitor. Like even what we talked about earlier with the liking things, it's like if you're with somebody, see somebody like four or five pictures it may not be cause to leave them, break up, or with, break them. up with them, mm-hmm. but now that thing is putting you on notice. Like, okay, now I'm going to start paying more attention to this. Mm-hmm. And then six months down the road, when things break up and you're like, yo, you cheated on me with this person. And I mm-hmm. see you liking it. Like all the things start to add up and they yeah. come together. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, just and keep you, that you in mind. You gave some really good advice. It's the last thing I'm going to say on, I think it was two episodes when you, two episodes ago when you said, take, take the situation out of dating yeah, and put unbiased. it into something else to really see what it is. I feel like this is like very similar, like take it out of dating, put it into your place, your work, your, your place of employment where you work. Right. Like something goes wrong at your job. You and your boss don't necessarily see a a project the same way or um, you got an email on the weekend and you really have don't like that. It doesn't make you feel comfortable. You feel like this is my free time. I I don't want people communicating with me. You don't just up and quit. Most of the time, you don't just be like, I'm out of here. Like, you know, you see if this is a pattern, you see if like is my boss doing this a lot? Like, was this just a, this not who they normally are? I see a change. I'm going to start now paying attention to it. Same thing with friendships sometimes. And I don't know if I should use friendships because y'all sometimes be a little cutthroat in these <laughs> friendships. Um, but just out of anything, you in a, you on a sports team and, and something, you lose a game. You used to winning. Y'all, you, y'all been on a winning streak and you lose one. You going to quit the team? You're going to be like, I'm out of here. Yeah. I'm not no loser. It's like, no, but if you keep losing, especially if you're at a, a high level athlete, you in, the, you in the NFL, you in the NBA, sometimes you you look around and you you are on a losing team and you are part of a losing organization. Yeah, Everything is wrong. So now it's time to be looking at the contract like, hmm, a pattern has now been established. Yeah. We lose and nobody's doing anything about it. Maybe it's time for me to pivot and go to a different situation. But that comes with time. That comes with studying. That comes with paying attention. So, you know, I'm taking that advice that you gave. I be doing it all the time. Like, now let me place this in a different situation. situation. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm right. <laughs> I'm right. No, nah, I, I completely agree. And I'm that's right. great advice. And as we finish, you know, this scenario up and help Ashley out, mm-hmm. I just want you to keep in mind that transitions uh, that like a lot of times when you're going into a relationship, it's a transition period mm-hmm. that you're going from single to actually having to consider somebody. Yeah. It isn't a hard switch like. I'm single and now I'm doing everything that I would do if I was with somebody. Right. It's a slow, smooth, like transition. transition. So you'll get some elements to where somebody will be acting as if they're in a relationship with Mm -hmm. you. But then you might get a little of like, oh, they seem like they didn't answer me back in a day Mm -hmm. or two. Because it's a bit of a transition period because they're battling between, especially because most of us, if we're single and adults, especially at the age of 36, we're thinking about career. We're thinking about a lot of different things. And he's a dad. Like Mm -hmm. there's so many different things that are going on in your mind. And then if you happen to meet somebody who you actually like. Fitting them into your life isn't always just a smooth, easy, yeah. seamless process. You're just trying to battle things. And then you're determining, like, how much do I really like this person? Okay, my daughter called or mm-hmm. my son called. Um, 
all right, but they want to spend time, but I really like this girl. Like, how do I do this? Or mm -hmm. I need to handle this thing at work. But this person, you know, I haven't talked to them all day. What do I choose to do? Like, you're trying to figure out that transition of yeah. what this person means, mm -hmm. where they are in your life as far as priorities. Mm -hmm. And that's not always smooth. So somebody may not always nail that every single time. You know right, what I mean? That right. doesn't mean that they don't, you know, like you or care about you or don't see a future with you. It's just it's trying to figure out like how this all works. Yeah. Um, and that takes time. It and that's why time. I said, if you give somebody time, they'll start to reveal and show you who they are. Um, you know, over time yes. for sure. Yes, I agree. Well, Ashley, we hope we were able to help hope you. you. Hope we you helped know, you. No, I think I think you are overthinking a little bit, but I understand where it's coming from. It comes from a good place, but stay the course. You, yes. I'm happy you're back out there giving yourself a good go at this dating thing. Keep the keep hope alive for us singles out here. Let's please, keep each other dude. lifted up in prayer. Okay. For you, you marry folks, for please pray for us, help us, Listen, guide us. We don't want to go back. <laughs> okay. This is looking crazy out there in them waters. Listen, so keep everybody, keep us lifted up in prayer. All right. If you want to write in, please visit our website, relationshiprestore.com. Click the contact button and write into the show. I'm Ronnie Cates. Uh, it's Dre Smith. And at Relationship Restored. Follow us on everything TikTok included. We'll see you next week. Peace.